I probably, like you, never really met a person that said, oh, I woke up today and I, I want to be, be a selfish person. Uh, most people, I think, want to be a self-gift to another person, to a family member, to a friend. And the Catholic Church believes that we're all basically, the way we read the gospel, is we're all basically good people. Yes, we are deprived, but in other denominations, they read the gospels as we're totally depraved people. We're deprived, yes, we're weak. And that's why Jesus addresses these parables and says, because he knows our weakness, he knows that we don't get out of bed every day and say, I'd like to be selfish today. But he knows that we're weak, deprived, not depraved. Grace builds on nature. We need that grace. So he says, you cannot give yourself both to God and to mammon because he knows people's weakness. And this story today, this parable, seems like he seems to applaud greed or he seems to applaud this, this dishonest servant but the parable really is not about applauding a selfish person. As we look closely in this culture, we find that this man has um, not used his master's proper, property well, his farm land well. And so he's about to lose his position. And he said, I can't go out and beg. I, I just don't, I can't do that. I can't dig holes, I, I can't do that. So he, he invests his mind and his energy in a, in a wonderful little strategy. He says, basically, um, he pay, if I can get my debtors to write a promissory note that's a little less than what they owe my master, they will take me in because they will be happy I did that for them. And my master will be happy with them because they wrote off part of their debt. And I will have a place to stay. In that culture, if you help somebody, you help me, I'll help you. And so one by one, he calls in his debtors. How much do you owe my master? 100 measures of olive oil. He said, here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for 50. Well, he's going to do this guy a favor because his master is going to like this guy that's writing, lowering his debt. And so this guy is getting a favor from the dishonest steward who's going to take him into his home to return the favor. And it works the same way. Another steward, he said, how much do you owe? 100 quarters of wheat. He said, here is your promissory note. Write one for 80. And the master commended that dishonest student, steward for acting prudently. What's this really about? I think in some ways it's pointing to St. Dismas in Luke's Gospel, later on, the good thief who stole heaven. 
He's the good thief on the cross says, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. He might have been a selfish person up to that point. But at that point, he's investing everything he's got left into God's kingdom. Remember me when you enter your kingdom. And by investing himself totally into God's kingdom, he's becoming a self-gift. He's becoming a less selfish person. And this is what I think Jesus tells the parable. He says this parable because he wants us, just like this Stuart, to invest all of our mind, all of our energy, everything we got into his kingdom, into his service. And then we will truly be a self-gift to each other, to God. Um, I know Ron, Father Ron Kettler had passed away uh, just recently, and one of his last articles in The Messenger, uh, he wrote about gospel values with consumer choices. He quotes a professor, Estrin, and he says that, and she says that, Time becomes the top priority of people. That time becomes the top priority of parents. They are on a treadmill and they can't get off of earning and spending and spending and earning. And, and so parents are becoming concerned too that because of this lack of time, their children are being lost to an increasingly materialistic and violent culture. And so Jesus uh, points out a way off of this treadmill. You cannot both love God and mammon. He, he's saying that you, you can't have a materialistic solution. You have to get to the root of materialism and consumerism. To a spiritual answer. A spiritual solution. And that is to invest ourselves in the kingdom of God. And then, if we invest ourselves, and then we'll have the grace, you know, for a new race, not a treadmill, but a, a race, a new race, the race of faith, the race for grace. What grace do I need today? What grace do you need? The grace for our minds and our hearts and our energies to build up the kingdom with so many issues, gender issues, political issues, economic issues, Life issues, family issues, medical care issues, personal issues. So we're getting off the treadmill to build a lifestyle being a self-gift in God's kingdom. You invest in God's kingdom and we become that self-gift. Now it happens in each in our own unique way. I haven't mentioned, you know, um, Queen Elizabeth. Of course, she's... This is an Irish parish, so we're not going to say long live the queen. Um, but uh, this, this is, you know, and she's not a saint. None of us are saints, but we're, we're all kind of in the making. And, um, but she, after, you know, all those years from 1926 till today, uh, you can see that she really, in her own way, invested in the kingdom of God. And not just the kingdom of England. And so when she was 21, she gave a little 
talk, as she does for every Christmas. She said, I would like to read to you a few lines from Pilgrim's Progress, because I'm sure that we can say with Mr. Valiant for Truth these words, my marks and scars I carry with me to be a witness for me that I have fought his battles, who now will be my rewarder. I think uh, she fought this battle to be a self-gift and carries those marks and scars. She also and said, referring to the birth of Christ in another talk on Christmas Day, referring to the birth of Christ is a universal message for all of us. In the birth of a child is a new dawn with endless potential. The birth of Christ has been the bedrock of my faith. His birth marked a new beginning. And as Christmas Carol says, the hopes and fears of all the years meet in me this Christmas night. And finally, it was said, she said it herself, on her coronation day, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. Here's a woman who's a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, whose family uh, has been through everything, and she's been through World War I, World War II, the Great Depression, everything until now. And she's invested her life into God's kingdom. And she, we can say, has become a self-gift. Let us pray that today we too may invest ourselves, our minds, our energies into that kingdom. And win that grace of waking up saying, not only I want to be unselfish today, but I truly am. Amen.